0: This is realestateinvestingmastery.com. Hey everybody, welcome to realestateinvestingmastery.com, another great episode we have for you. Uh, we got some friends of mine, Keith and Shannon French, that we're going to be talking to, who are tearing it up in Baltimore, and uh, just doing really, really well. And they have an amazing story, and I can't wait to share it with you and uh, let you hear all about that. And um, but I uh, got Alex, who is not in studio today. He's on the phone. <laughs> How you doing, Alex?
1: Doing okay, man. Got a little bit of a cold, so I apologize for the voice, but other than that, doing fine.
0: You had two closings today, is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I closed, um, I just uh, ended up coming back from signing a HUD where I actually went ahead and used my own money to close on this deal because we had to close it um, ASAP because the seller was getting antsy and we just had to wait for the buyer to get all their stuff together, so went ahead and did that made a quick 10 grand I think on that one and then um another virtual deal closed today um I had somebody reach out of the blue um to me via email and said they had this deal and knew I had feet on the ground out in uh, Raleigh North Carolina and um went ahead and i lined up my guy to go out there and talk to her and we kind of negotiated it both over the phone with the lady um she wanted 40 we got her to accept 33 and so this my uh my guy on the ground and had a really hot to trot buyer and we sold it in a minute for like 48 so, so you,
0: got under, had you, got under, you got it you got you got it in a contract for 33 and sold it for 45 48 48 so, yeah, right. you
1: know, we had to split it three ways though, because there were three different people involved. So we spread the love around, but it's it's all good, and everybody makes money. Everybody's happy. Awesome. And so, uh, deals, deals are deals are abounding.
0: We just did a deal, made forty five hundred on it on a lease option flip. It was with a student actually over on the west coast. Oh, nice. And um, really cool deal. This is his first deal. He was real excited. We helped him with all the paperwork. Um, and then we split that 50-50. Um, I got two deals I should be closing on this week here. Lease option? Yeah, yeah, lease option flips here in St. Louis. And um, so looking forward to that. This couple just moved here from Florida. Their stuff is on a truck on the way here, and they don't have any place to live yet. <laughs> so wow. They're ready to go, and they got a great house for them. And
1: um, Oh, so these are the buyers.
0: Yeah, these are the tenant buyers and they want okay. to do a lease option. Here's the thing. They don't want to rent a house for a year while they find a place they like and then move again in a year when they're ready to get a mortgage and buy a home. They just want to find a place right now, and they need a little bit of time to rebuild their credit, um, which was what we helped them do. But awesome. And then also I've been making a ton of owner financing offers. We did some postcards, and we've got how's it up, really good. A lot of these um, – Sellers are these. Some of these are areas where I'm just not all that excited about. And I give them a cash offer. They say no, and then we make owner financing, and they say yes. And my owner financing offers are real simple. It's um, zero down, principal only payments, so zero interest, principal only payments, amortized over 30 years w- with a 10 year. And for
1: how much more than the cash offer?
0: 10 year balloon, full price. So if a house oh, is worth, that's right. seven, yeah, if the house is worth 75 thousand fixed up we'll offer twenty thousand or ten thousand for cash right and then we'll offer seventy five thousand dollars for the owner financing with zero down zero interest payments so principal only payments amortized over 30 years with a balloon in 10 years right so um okay i can i can uh wholesale that or keep it if i want But on all of these homes, the profit's just ridiculous because I'm real conservative. I just say, look, if maybe in three years, let's say I hold it for 10, it won't start appreciating for three more years, and then it'll only appreciate 3%. And then I figure my cash flow, real conservative rents, vacancies, repairs, all of that stuff. I mean, you're looking at uh, $100,000 to $125,000 profits on each of these deals if you keep it for 10 years because you're paying down the principal every month.
1: And, have, you, uh, um, have you put any of them together yet, or are you still in the uh, offering negotiating well, I, phase? Well,
0: I've done these deals before, but right now I'm, I have about six of these offers that have, we have made in the last week or two. And uh, two, one of them has accepted it, but he wants his attorney to review the contract. Yay! So, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, his attorney's reviewing the contract. It's pretty simple, straightforward. I'm not hiding anything, and I'm not putting an investor in first position. Okay. okay. And uh, I'm not planning on doing any work on these deals. A lot of them ne- do need work, but if I decide to keep them for myself, um, I can uh, find a, um, a tenant buyer to fix them up, do a handyman special, have the tenant buyer fix the house up um, so I don't have to do any of the rehab. And I've done several of those, at least five of those, and those work really, really well. Just get a tenant buyer to do the work. Um, and then you've got to always wholesale it to an investor. I already have investors who would love to pay me ten thousand dollars plus for a deal like that.
1: Absolutely,
0: uh, principal only payments. Every dollar you're spending are, is going towards paying the principal. So I'll pay a seller full price all day for that kind of a house, right?
1: As for long sure. as the terms sure. are
0: good. As long as now, how are you are
1: breaking good. up the breaking up the payments? Are they? Are you dividing them? Amortizing it over thirty years, or right, how is right. that being set?
0: Yeah, amortized over thirty years with a balloon in ten years. One okay. seller. He was a little leery about it, and I said, "I don't want to collect payments." And I said, "Well, look, what if I pay you a full year's payments all at once?" There you go. He said, "I love it. Let's do it." So you know, you know,
1: what? you could you could do even better. We get a little advanced here, but you say, "Hey, if I pay you a year's worth of payments in advance, uh, uh, will you?" And pretty much, uh, so let's say the payments are a thousand a month, right? Uh, then you say, "Well, a whole full year would be 12000 well, would be except 10000 if I paid you years in advance? Now you just made 30% on your money.
0: <laughs> <Wow>. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> so, you know, there's so many different ways you could do deals. and um, But if you want to learn more about how Jason, I mean, how, um, what's your name, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Alex. <laughs> okay, Alex. Well, if you'd like to learn more about how Alex and I do our business and how we kind of do our marketing and how we – Uh, run our businesses and wholesale so many properties. Uh, Check us out at realestateinvestingmastery.com. We have the Fast Cash Survival Kit. Tons of free bonuses in there, videos, mind maps, spreadsheets on how to flip a deal, whether it has equity or not. Does that really matter, Alex?
1: No, not in your line of business.
0: No, in yours it does. But... Uh,
1: Finder type thing, but we've... Together, have found a way to make it work on all ends.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and it's absolutely F-R-E-E.
1: F-R-E-E, absolutely F-R-E-E, free.
0: Yep. And so you can check it out. And, and Alex and I have really, um, I think in my opinion, my humble opinion, have spent a lot of time perfecting Uh, marketing automation and delegation which i think is the three keys to success in this business learning marketing the marketing that works automating that marketing and then delegating it out to somebody else to do for you and once you've got that that done yeah because then it's on not autopilot you know nothing's push button but it's pretty darn close when you have your marketing going out you have the calls coming in and somebody's handling that you're managing the the calls in a database or whatever and then you have somebody who's selling the homes for you, or you're partnering with deals in other cities across the U.S. Um, it's a great business, and um, so check it out: realestateinvestingmastery.com. Um, before we change our mind and start decide to start charging people for it, but uh, one
1: million dollars.
0: Yeah, uh, and hey, one more thing too: we have a lot of people that have been leaving us reviews. Um, it's it's gotten a little quiet the last few weeks. Not too many Wake people. up,
1: people! Give us some more reviews. I hear the you crickets. Want to know how much you love us?
0: Well, it's more than just our egos that we're asking you to feed, <laughs> but it does help with our rankings in iTunes, and so it helps other people find the podcast. So, if you like what we have to say, uh, leave us a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. We did get a review here from a TR three. V-B-O-I, that sounds like a robot from Sounds Star like Wars. a
1: Terminator machine.
0: Yeah, yeah, some kind of robot from Mark uh, Lucas, whatever his name is. But hey, he says, This is one of the most helpful real estate investing podcasts I have found, and I've tried them all. Every guest is a seasoned pro who shares tons of real-world, actionable information that any real estate investor from newbie to experienced can learn from and put to work right away, and it's free. This isn't just another 15 minutes of teaser and then 45 minutes of sales pitch for the expensive Magic Bullet study course, like so many other podcasts. Uh, Uh I like that. The nuts and bolts are given to you um, right in the podcast. I anxiously await each new episode, and I always finish more knowledgeable than when I started. If you want to start in real estate investing or just learn some new techniques and skills, just subscribe and be ready to take notes. How do you like that review? I like it. that's awesome i do you sure we didn't hire that dude <laughs> yeah that was t r three ready to take notes? that was awesome. thank you. whoever that was, we sure appreciate it
1: um, thank
0: you Terminator yes <laughs> but uh so we got lots of those reviews, but we need a lot more. It's been quiet, and we really need some reviews, so i'm gonna that's my shameless plug uh asking you to leave some reviews on iTunes if you like this podcast so. All right, cool, man. Well, we got um, an exciting guest, a couple of guests on the lines, Keith and Shannon French. Um, they have been friends of mine for, oh boy, how long have we known each other? Three or four or five years? Uh, yeah,
2: well, it's we've been in in a same group for about three years where we get to see each other several yeah. times a year. But prior to that, I think we talked probably two years before that. So you're, yeah, you're right, about four to five years.
0: So the group uh, Keith is talking about is the group Life and Air. And if one of our earlier podcasts, I interviewed Steve Cook and Sean McCloskey. There are two coaches and mentors that have started Life and Air. And Life and Air is just a coaching program that uh, helps people. You don't have to be, excuse me, you don't have to be in real estate investing, but most of us are investors um, about how to um, live life to the fullest. It's a great group of people and I've grown close to these guys over the years. Um, and if you're interested in more information about Life in Air, check us out at um, lifeinair.com. I think it's, um, it might be lifeinaircoaching.com, um, but it's a it's a great resource to find out kind of what we're about. And um, there's, in fact, I just, we just did an interview with uh, Wendy Patton recently, and she's also in Life in Air. And uh, so, but Keith, you and shannon, you guys um you've been around the block, you've been in this business for a long time, and I think i it's safe to say you've seen it all. <laughs> is that right?
2: We have well, thanks a lot, <clears throat> Joe and Alex, for having us on. It's always great to talk with you guys and um this is our eighth year that wow. we've been doing full time real estate investing. I can't Shannon and I neither one can remember what it's like to even get up and go to a job anymore we We've gotten to the point where we hardly leave our home office unless we feel like it. <laughs>
1: That's great, isn't it?
3: <laughs> oh, we love it. We it's love
2: wonderful. It. I actually took a shower for you guys so I could sit here on this call and be all showered. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: well.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we did one interview where Alex was, Alex was wearing his pajama pants. <laughs> and they were the the uh, Sesame Street pajama pants. That's nice. right. And um, my kids got
1: them for me for Christmas. You know, yeah. so got got to wear them for the two and three year old
0: <laughs> That
2: needs to be your Facebook profile, Alex. It yeah. should. It should.
0: Oh, it's funny. <laughs> and nobody knew that was a funny thing. <laughs> well, all,
1: we yes, yeah. We always joke about too, um, Showers. It's like okay. So if you don't leave the house, when do you? (laughs) When do you? When do you um, take a shower? Or do do you say, "Oh man, I can make so much more money in this ten minutes right here than actually taking a shower."
2: (laughs) It's true. the The shower time. The shower time decreases your ROI. That's right.
1: (laughs) I did take a shower today, though. I did.
2: Oh, You're boy. pumping gas, you have to be
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um keith Keith and Shannon talk about how you guys got started in real estate now, um you both have different stories, so why don't you just take turns? We'd love to hear it
2: okay uh now, talk Shannon, about wanna...
0: what you what did you do before real estate first?
2: Is there such a thing as life before real estate <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes, there is. Um, Well, since I'm babbling, I'll go ahead. Um, I spent 15 years working for Fortune 500 companies overseas. Wow. Yeah, I made really good money, but there was a point in time, about five years after living in my 15th country, I ended up living in about 25 countries and working in 60, really one day I woke up. And it's a true story. I woke up after having been in about nine countries in about four or five days and didn't know where I was. I, I looked outside and I did not know what part of the world I was in. And I just said, this is it. I've, I, I can't do this anymore. So I um, took a leap of faith and said, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur and get into this real estate investing thing that I hear about. And I'm, I'm really glad I did. But kind of fast forward from... Uh, 2005 is when I actually walked off my corporate job and and said goodbye.
3: But didn't you didn't you like Google one night late night? You know how do you quit your corporate job?
2: I did. <laughs> we won't go into what lured me in and and what I.
0: <laughs> but um, well, was so, it a, was it somebody's course that you bought?
2: It was. They they got twelve thousand dollars from me on a on one phone call. Wow.
0: <laughs> I made.
2: I made one phone call from, e- from Cairo, Egypt in the middle of the night. It was the daylight in the U.S. And the next thing I know, they charged my card 12000 and told me I was going to be a-, a millionaire overnight. And so I believed it and quit my job.
0: <laughs> nice. Wow. How'd they do that? I'd like to learn how to do that. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to quit your job.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, all right, so then what 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 was wrong with what you got? Did you did you get any good valuable information from them or
2: Well, with any with any type of um education, you're always going to learn something. Um and there are good really really good uh, gurus and teachers and books and tapes out there and there's some that aren't worth the money. Um I certainly did learn enough to get rolling. Um, My first deal was probably one of my most profitable deals ever. I think that a lot of people say that, but I truly didn't know what I was doing, and I, I took a course on how to get a deed for a house. But no one told me what the deed looked like or that you should record it. So I went and got a deed from this lady headed into foreclosure. This was eight years ago. And made payments on her house for a year and i finally met some other investors and they're like, "Well, have you ever recorded that deed?" and i said, "No, do you need to?" Oh, wow. And they said, "Well, yeah, you you you've been pay- making her mortgage payment for uh for like a year." But i ended up uh, learning about wholesaling, which i wish i had done more of. I'll come back to that. And i wholesaled it and made $65,000 on my very first wholesale, but keep awesome. in mind that was that was back when the market was skyrocketing. Um apparently I did a really good job of negotiating a good deal uh-huh. on price but that sixty five thousand gave me I actually did that while I was still working and did it from overseas uh-huh. um, and that sixty five thousand check that landed in my bank account back home gave me all the courage to to pay that <laughs> to pay that twelve grand to that guru that got my money on the phone and I quit and so it 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 that's how I started off my real estate investing Um I started off in in what Ron Legrand calls the ugly business. I did um, lots of rehabs, lots of short sales, and lots of traditional wholesaling. So I spent um, the next several years just doing lots of renovations while the market was going up and did really well during a time frame there. And then I'll... I'll let Shannon tell her story about how she got into real estate, and then we can talk about how we met and got combined in our business.
3: Yeah, oh gosh, where where do we start? Because, um, so uh, Keith and I, uh, we figured this out after we had met and and gotten together, but we had pretty much quit our corporate jobs within 13 days of each other. Now, it would be you know a little over a year before we'd actually meet, but our lives, it, it was Pretty wild how they paralleled. We got divorced. Same company. Yeah, yeah. We worked for the same company, Chevron Texaco, and um, uh, we got divorced around the same time. We got into real estate around the same time. Um, and I was in South Carolina and I focused more on what Ron Legrand would call the pretty house side of the business, where you do subject twos and find a tenant buyer to rent to own the home and so it was really neat when, and, I, and I did a short sale here and there and I did a wholesale here and there but primarily the lease options was it, it with subject two. so it was really neat when Keith and I got together um, I had just about given up hope I had wanted to find somebody that I could do this business with but you know if, you, if anyone's ever gone to those real estate seminars for any length of time there's some there there's some interesting people that you meet along the way and i i had almost about, <laughs> I had almost just about given up hope of meeting somebody that that would be that you know lifelong partner but the very next seminar is when i met keith where he was teaching up on stage uh for ben Pargman's uh short sale um, group um at that time keith was his number one um provider of short sales. He was closing short sales like crazy um, using Ben Pargman's group and I was bringing uh, a partner of mine in South Carolina to introduce him to the whole real estate seminar training world and and, um, and that's where Keith uh, did a very good sales and marketing job. He made it very clear in a very cool way that he was available while he had that stage time <laughs> up there.
2: And I could see the whole audience and so I had my eye on Shannon out there. Okay. <laughs> so
3: He was only supposed to be at that seminar for one day but he ended up staying the whole time and I went, and next thing I knew I was visiting him for Thanksgiving and then three months later I had moved up to Maryland because I just had a good feeling about this one. Yeah And so that was about five years ago. Um, but, uh, I don't have near the, uh, the corporate, I was in corporate, but more on the administrative office management side. Um, uh, didn't do the world traveling that Keith did, but I definitely appreciate the miles that we're still able to cash in on from all that time overseas.
2: We still travel the world for free.
0: (laughs) Right. And that's a whole nother thing we'll talk about later, but you guys take a lot of vacations.
2: (laughs) We do. We do.
0: (laughs) All right. So, um. Then what? Uh, you, you were having quite a bit of success, sounds like, doing a bunch of deals. and
2: We were. So I, I think, you know, going back to say what are some mistakes we made, because back when we started in real estate, it was an easy time because appreciation was pretty much built in anything you purchased. And money
3: was easy. Money
2: was easy to get. There were cash buyers everywhere. Hard money loans were super easy to get. So we grew too fast uh, without a plan, and I think that's one of the keys I want to make sure all your listeners have is when you you jump into a business like real estate investing, you've got to have a plan. What if anything goes wrong? And I do truly believe in Murphy's Law. We've experienced it. What can go wrong will go wrong, and everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And so at the height of our business we probably had a portfolio of 40 to 50 to 60 homes depending on the given month uh in various stages some were rehabs, some were sandwich lease options some were subject to some were short sales uh but we had about 45ish properties when the market crashed and we had them spread across five or six states and there, it became a horrible time for us because there we were on top of the world, making tons of money, and then the market, real estate, crashed, and we realized we had no plan. We we had exit strategies only if everything went well. We did not have exit strategies if everything went bad.
3: Well, and I think another thing that we bought into probably naively was, oh man, there's so much more business we can do if we bring on these partners. They'll take care of the rehabs and la 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 la. Yeah. And partnerships are very difficult to, to maintain. And right now we keep it very simple. It's just me and Keith. Yeah. And we're about ready to make that step into virtual assistance and stuff, but only because we've seen you work it and make it success- successful, yeah. Joe. That's it's, the only reason. You <laughs> um, you you've,
2: you've definitely proven to us that we should be more virtual and automated, but
3: but um but that is a, another thing that's easy to fall for um, is a partnership. Um,
1: partnerships if, are sinking
3: ships. <laughs> there you go.
1: Well, it, yeah. it gets
2: back to lack of a plan, and kind of just covering that time period. It got to a point where we ended up having we got sued in one of our law in one of our partnerships. It was a frivolous lawsuit, but when you do get sued. You either have to defend yourself or take a judgment by default. And basically, as soon as we went and saw the attorney, she said, would you like to file bankruptcy before you pay me my first check? And we said, absolutely not. And <laughs> so the, the first check to her was $25,000. And it was Oh, my about- gosh. Yeah, it was about 15. 15- what type
1: of lawsuit was that?
3: It was, oh, I, can I jump in here? Sure. Yeah, we had a partnership with a uh, contracting company, and um, the deal was, K- Keith and I, we were very good. We had the funding sources. We could negotiate really good deals. So we would acquire the good deals, um, and they would renovate them for cost and keep it very cheap, turn them around real quick, and we'd split the profits. supposed to be all safe. right. Well, uh, after seven properties, and they had only rehabbed one of them and had started maybe two or three, they get cold feet because that first house didn't sell as quickly as they thought, and they quit. Mm. They quit, and they sued us for the money that they had put into the rehabs that they did do.
2: And they wanted us to deed the portfolio that we had acquired over to them, although the loans were in our name. Yeah,
3: which we wouldn't do. and <laughs> so it. Wow. So, But one thing that I think I'm so thankful for is that we forgot to mention that between the two of us, Keith Keith and I have spent as far as real estate training, $150,000 over the course of of years. And we had learned, and I'm so glad we did, how to maintain control of the properties. We had used land trusts back then and and some other vehicles, and thankfully... um, part of a, the strength of being able to survive that lawsuit was because of of how we were able to maintain and liquidate those properties without those um partners having to have a say in it. So but it still was expensive and then we had to liquidate them unrehabbed. So pretty much all the profit in those deals went to the attorneys, which was very wow. sad, very sad.
2: Yeah, basically a quarter of a million dollars later the attorney said are you ready to file bankruptcy now oh because my gosh she said you're looking at probably three more years uh, fifteen thousand dollars a week in attorney's fees to me and we just threw our hands Whoa. up. yeah <laughs> we threw our hands up and said alright let's do chapter seven which is a key to this whole thing I want to turn this into a very positive story that fo- forced us to go back to the drawing board to zero once you're wiped out, we were really good real estate investors at finding deals, but we ran into this. And then all of a sudden, it's like, do we have to go back and get jobs? Well, this, and, is, uh, when,
0: this is when we met, too. Do you remember? Yep. You,
2: we, you and I met right at the pinnacle of our fall. And um,
0: you guys, that- you guys uh, we were at a conference, um, a life and air conference. Mm-hmm. And was that Chicago? Uh, sh- right? Chicago
2: yeah and you were you were looking at to some very weak individuals at that time <laughs> because we had um literally lost everything we ever had. all of our yeah. stocks, bonds, pensions, retirement, on and on and on. it was gone overnight uh, or over a short course of time. But the beauty of the story is is it forced us to figure out a real estate investing strategy that had zero risk, zero need for money. And could make the same amount of money or more than we were making when the heyday was going on, when we could fix and flip and sell anything we touched. And that's right at the time, Joe, uh, that we met, and you were you were starting off doing a lot of the same thing. And we had a great conversation back then, and and yeah. since then we've both been doing the same strategy. Uh, yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I remember that weekend very vividly. Um, it was two days, but we could only be there for one day. And it was just maybe, what, five or six days that Steve Cook had called us and invited us. Yeah. And, it, it, and it took a huge, it was, we both looked at each other. We both said, man, we really want to do this. And um, we think, I thank God for those flyer points, you know, uh, to be able to, to fly out there. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I mean, we were just at a point, it was amazing. It, the group is amazing. We didn't know anybody. And we just flat out kind of vomited our whole life situation there. And let me tell you the difference. Fast forward a couple of years from that, and I'm so glad that, that we did surround ourselves with, with, with such amazing people. Um,
2: well, life today is stress-free. Um, this well, business model we have yeah. going, we take tons of
3: time off. What? Oh, and I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but um, a part of being with the group, there, during the quote unquote heyday of us um, running a crazy intense business, you know we'd be bringing in fifty sixty thousand dollars a month, but fifty sixty seventy eighty thousand would be going out each month to maintain all these deals yeah I mean I remember very specifically we our marketing budget alone for our mailers was five grand
0: wow. and
3: I I am going to tell you this. I know a lot of people won't believe it, but when we started this new strategy, mark all the marketing costs including, you know, internet, um, $50 a month. I mean, now we're up to a $100 a month only because our we got a service a high volume of um a, a database of leads, but um it's it's just been it's just piggybacking and, and finishing up what Keith had said as far as having to really revamp our strategy, revamp our priorities. And it's amazing to see how more of an abundant life we have, and our needs are far less. Yeah. So we don't need to make so much to and kill ourselves to cover, you know, a $50,000 minimum each month.
0: I can't imagine. <laughs> That's, I mean, my biggest nut I had to crack, crack at one time was maybe. Um, Twenty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, back back in the heyday. Um, but the the pressure and the stress of having that um, isn't any fun.
2: Uh, uh-uh. it's not. And the moral of that whole story was: had we not had that lawsuit, had the market not crashed, we might still be miserable out there doing lots of real estate deals um, without a plan and probably doing okay. But Um, Very chaotic lifestyle um, when you try to tackle too many strategies at one time.
3: Yeah, the business was certainly
2: running us. Um, Yeah, we had no time off.
0: I remember, too, you guys were working um, out of your house. Um, You weren't even taking time to eat dinner, were you? (laughs) (laughs) You guys would would, uh, work till midnight, um, and uh, it was just... I could I could feel your pain because a, a lot of the things that you guys were talking about in that one meeting I thought man I could relate to that because it, it didn't get as bad for me thank God uh, <laughs> but your story is absolutely amazing we've only really scratched the surface but the fact of the matter is you you've done all kinds of different things in real estate and you've done subject twos you've done buy and hold you've had <coughs> partnerships you've owned rental properties. Um, Talk about why you like wholesaling so much. Whether you're wholesaling lease options or wholesaling traditionally to investors, what is it about wholesaling that attracts you to this strategy?
2: Well, and that's a great question because we we do like both wholesaling lease options and wholesaling traditional junkers. Um, the key to wholesaling is is there's very little to to any risk involved for the investor. It creates win-win situations for everybody. Um, for example, there is no need to borrow uh especially with wholesaling lease options, you don't have to borrow any hard money. No one that you don't have to find a cash buyer, you don't have to find an A credit buyer that can go get a loan today. Um, with wholesaling traditional uh junkers, you do have to have cash buyers lined up, but that's the only um burdensome thing in the whole process. The rest of it is fi- is being able to do marketing. Real estate's nothing but marketing. If you can yep. crack marketing code and learn how to market and get the phone to ring, you're in business. Oh,
0: let me write that down here. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Marketing is what it's all about.
2: <laughs> it it totally is. So when the phone and marketing is so simple, I I know a lot of people when they first start off don't believe that a a, a bandit sign or a mailer or a door hanger or craigslist ad will get the phone to ring and all i can tell people is try what everybody's teaching you whoever you're listening to that says write this ad put it in this paper send this letter it does work i mean you can fine-tune and tweak and change everything like we have but um... get the phone ringing and if you're not afraid to talk on the phone there are a million ways to negotiate deals and especially if you're just wholesaling um... if they if the if a buyer calls and says um... I need to sell my house and it's worth a hundred thousand and they want close to a hundred thousand then you know you can't give them a cash offer but it's it's really easy to get somebody on the phone and just say hey are you looking <coughs> to get quick cash for your home and sacrifice a little equity and just be done with it or are you looking to get full price for your home uh, and if so are you able to wait a few months for for someone to get qualified to get a loan to buy and both offers to the person on the phone are going to fit nine times out of ten one of their their go, one of their needs. They either need quick cash, and they have the ability to sell it fast. If so, you can put it under contract or put an option agreement on it, and go find a cash buyer. You just have to have a buyer's list. That's key to both types of wholesaling: yeah. is having a cash buyer's list for junkers and having a tenant buyer's list for lease options, and. Um, if they say, well, no, that's too low, I need more money, then it's like, great, if your house is in near move-in ready condition, or or even if not, like you were saying, Joe, earlier, you can find tenant buyers to do the, the sweat equity themselves on a yeah. lease option.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's a great strategy, too.
2: It is. and But to sum it up, wholesaling has very little risk, lots of reward, very little overhead, and especially with wholesaling lease options, 90% five plus percent of the each check that
0: Shannon and I get is profit if <laughs> well I mean, whoa, whoa. how much I would say 95 percent plus I don't know of any other business with those kinda of profit margins
2: there is not even when you're doing lots of fix and flips uh, you might get a big giant paycheck for 25,000 but you've got lenders on your other houses and there's a lot of overhead coming out of that profit with our business there's literally little to no overhead and it's all profit.
0: Uh, music. Oh, and we
3: don't. We, I mean, I know Alex, you're doing the rehabs and stuff, but I don't miss the days where we we have had to deal with contractors. Keith, <laughs> Keith, and I weren't the type of rehabbers that would do any of the hammer swinging ourselves. We we would hire that out, and I do not miss those days having to crack the whip on contractors all the time
2: on multiple projects. And it's a beautiful strategy rehabbing for when you have a plan. Especially for people just starting out, going how do I go make make money and not have to sacrifice a lot of money? Wholesaling's going to do it. Yeah, Once yeah. you've got experience under your belt and have a plan and know how to get and handle things if they don't go right, rehabbing's awesome.
0: Yeah, and rehabbing is good too if you have the cash um, or the, an investor to partner with you on the deal. Because um, you know we, we can talk for hours about debt and the and the harm and damages of debt and you could say maybe there's good debt and there's bad debt but the fact of the matter is when you have a $50,000 nut to crack every month you know you may make you may say look i'm <clears throat> i'm making $50,000 a month and that sounds really oh wow that's exciting that's so awesome i want to make $50,000 a month but when you look at the stress and the work yeah. that's involved with making <laughs> $50,000 a month just so you can break even yeah it's it's not worth it no it's
2: well if you've seen that show fat sick and nearly dead that's the way i felt
0: (laughs) (laughs) so um that's awesome um your story is so inspiring because i've seen you guys um you guys now are traveling and you took the whole month of november and december off is that right
2: Yes, we did. Sort
3: of. I mean, we did. It's funny. I don't know how we ended up doing it, but even though we didn't work in November, we still closed five deals in November. Yeah,
2: we were out of out of town having fun, and literally it was just a couple of phone calls and and maybe sending an email here and there, and we still got five deals done in November.
0: Now, just keep in mind, guys. uh, Keith and Shannon have built this business up for a while, and they already have the systems in place and the wheels in motion. Um, so it's easy for them to travel as much as they do um, right? and do the deals that they do. So it's not like, um, anybody just getting started can push a few buttons and have that kind of success. It does take some work. Um, as with any business. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you guys still travel a lot though. I mean, um, you're talking about maybe moving soon down South, but, um, you know, even from there in Baltimore, you guys travel once at least once or twice a month don't you go somewhere
2: it it depends on the month and how we feel um but we try to take a trip once a month if um like taking november and december off was making up because we worked i think september and october
3: yeah the winter Um, months we don't we love our virginia vineyards um virginia is just a hop skip and jump away and there's so many cool i mean there's great maryland vineyards too but we've been to them all and Want to um, see as much as we can, but we'll make a you know three day weekend trip of it, maybe four days. Um,
2: some months every every weekend is a is a three or four day trip. So we work maybe Monday through yeah. say Wednesday or Thursday morning and yeah. take off again until until Monday afternoon.
0: Yeah, awesome. All right, so talk about marketing um, and 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 talk about how to find sellers. What are some of the best ways you guys have found? to find sellers for lease option deals and for traditional wholesaling deals.
2: Great, I mean the, the, the fun thing is is that no matter which type of deal you're trying to get uh, the same type of marketing works, it's just maybe you change your message and what we tell everybody that it's what we're gonna do when you had mentioned we might be moving back south and I think we are moving back south this year. We're gonna be going into an unknown market where we've never done deals and the first thing that you want to do, uh, that we're going to do, is take the yellow letter. If you if people just Google pictures of yellow letter, yeah. I think there's over 2,000 different versions that will pop up. Uh-huh. Um, we took uh, the traditional yellow letter and tweaked it to our own, what we wanted to say in the yellow letter, which means it's just um, a handwritten letter that we mail to absentee owners. And... Going back to when we did short sales, subject to sandwich lease options, buy and holds, traditional wholesaling, and now wholesaling lease options, um, we used the same yeah. yellow letter mailed to absentee owners. And that gets us, we, we mail 500 letters for 10, t- 50 letters a day for 10 days. And that gets us enough inventory typically for two months.
3: And we haven't had to do a campaign like that since two November or September's ago.
0: Because yeah. you get most of your deals now through referrals, right? Yep. And everything another whole Everything
2: for us these days is almost all referral. But to reach your listeners who say, How do I how do I really ramp up and get started? The other tool we use is um, is called Craigslist Auto Replier. I'm sure there's all kinds of systems out there. But um people that are marketing their homes for rent because we're doing primarily wholesaling lease options people that are marketing their homes for rent we send them an automated uh, a system that automates and sends them a letter says hey we have tenant buyers that are interested in your area would you consider a lease option if it wouldn't cost you a dime
0: yeah
3: yeah and it's easy and- to tweak that message and many times we have to turn that machine off because the leads just are overwhelming we can't get to them all
2: Typically, it will send out about 100 emails overnight, and in the morning, you'll have about 25-ish responses. <laughs> and um, all you have to do then is pick – we pick up the phone and call because they are sellers, um, and we want to get them on the phone and just say, hey, what is establish that rapport. You don't have to, to right. call them back. You could send them another template email, but – You'll close a lot more deals if you pick up the phone at that point
3: well we're able to cherry pick ooh this property looks good let's get on yeah it that I one's
2: know. five miles away let's
3: oh, g- let's take it our person with twenty grands looking for that neighborhood give him a call you know, I love it when we have days like that
0: yeah and it's so easy to do these yellow letters um you guys i think at the time you were printing them yourselves is that correct we
2: have a we had a, a local printer doing them um the total cost for us about a buck a letter. Yeah, about a buck to a buck ten a letter. I know Joe you're great at finding stuff everywhere and you were able to get them for about 95 cents?
0: 89 cents if you use Eighty nine. <laughs> if 89! And I'll go ahead and give him out right now I don't make any income from referring him but uh, his name is Michael I interviewed him in one of the earlier podcasts and um, Michael Quarles and his website is yellowlettermail.com yellowlettermail.com and if you use the coupon code, Joe McCall, Joe space McCall, you'll um, give you 10% off or something like that, which is significant. Um, And it's like 89 cents for a yellow letter. And he'll put any kind of message you want on it. But I would suggest just taking his opinion, taking his advice and what you should have in the letter, because the simpler, the better. And you guys have tested this, haven't you? I mean, yeah, uh, I tested uh, having a letter with a lease purchase message or just a regular yeah. letter with I want to buy your house so what works better for you
2: it, and it's we can't explain it but yes Joe we've tested all kinds of letters and the message that works best is the one that pretty much says we buy houses we don't need to uh, we buy houses cash we don't need um to go find or we have all the funds we need we will buy it as is mm-hmm. um, please don't do anything to your house. Call us. And the key is to get the phone to ring. You're not trying to tell them everything you're going to do with their home in a letter. You're just trying to say, hey, if you're trying to sell, we can buy. Call us. And then once you get them on the phone, it's real simple conversation. You just listen. What are you looking to get, Mr. Seller? Okay, well, you, you have a house and are you, you're either trying to get cash or get full price, one of the two, You know, cheap cash or full price. Um, when we sent out the letter that got more into we have tenant buyers and we can do a lease option or, or rent to own or any language like that, I think it confused them and they thought, I just want to sell my house. I don't want to rent my home. I don't want to do lease options. I don't understand that, so I'm not going to return this letter's phone call.
0: Uh-huh.
2: But when you just say, hey, we buy houses – we we're a no-hassle company. We can make it quick and easy for you. They just want to hear what you have to say and then that's when you get on the phone and and close the deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very good. Simple as that. It's not that hard. It's not complicated.
2: No, not at all.
0: Good. Um in fact, I just did Google yellow letters and there were a gazillion of them. Yeah. And um that you just need to get your phone to ring and it's not that hard to do. Um the
1: yellow letter's not such a secret anymore, is it? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no. We're right. gonna change ours to neon purple now.
3: One
0: <laughs> well, well, other f- I, go ahead, Shannon.
3: Oh, I was just gonna say we all I think our lowest response rate on a yellow letter was fifteen percent and we were like, Oh my gosh, what's wrong? But twenty five percent and I think our record was forty percent response rate. Yeah, And and Keith does tweak the um, absentee owner list to a certain price point house to better target. And I think the more savvy you get with tweaking your list, you'll get the higher response rates.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I focus to about the median price range for a zip code. And I eliminate churches, banks, uh, investors that own more than two or three properties. And I just want those homeowners that just don't know how to get rid of their property, don't want to use a realtor and just want to call somebody and have it done with.
3: And then who hasn't, like, recently bought it, right? Yeah. You gave, like, three years. I want the can...
2: transaction to be at least
1: a year old. Okay.
0: Yeah, and the... No, um,
1: um, yeah, you know, I, I was going gonna... to get rid of the multiple um, multiple investors and you'll save yourself some marketing money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, that's what I was going to say. If you go to our bonuses in the Fast Cash Survival Kit, you actually see... Uh, uh, Alex and I talk more about marketing the direct mail that we use Um, and it's pretty simple it's all key All right, everybody I'm going to have to cut that off there Uh, it's always fun talking to Keith and Shannon French they're very good friends of mine been so for years and uh, part two gets even better so we're going to release part two of this interview with Keith and Shannon French next week if you want more information about what they do and who they are uh, check out their website it's www.linkoptions.net One of their websites, www.linkoptions.net. And another good website to go to about them to get their social media links and where to follow them on Facebook and stuff like that, go to uh, keithandshannonfrench.com, www.keithandshannonfrench.com. It's a great site to go, connect with them, say hello to them, um, stuff like that. The other thing I wanted to tell you is if you want more information about wholesaling lease options, the strategy that we've talked a lot about in this interview, go to my website www.wholesalingleaseoptions.com wholesaling lease options with an s dot com and I got a lot of good information out there, a lot of good and free information that you can check out. And then finally, don't forget our Fast Cash Survival Kit bonus at realestateinvestingmastery.com. And leave us a review on iTunes. We appreciate that. But hey, that's enough for now. Let I'll let you go. Um, check out next week's episode, part two of Keith and Shannon French. It gets even better. Talk to you later. Thanks. Hey, real quick, one more thing. I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of the music that we have at the end of this podcast. It's different than uh, what we used to have. And it's different than our intro song, but I've always kind of loved it. And I want to know if you like it too. It's a bluesy rendition of Amazing Grace. Let me know if you like it. Or let me know if you want the music that is in the intro. Uh, I'd appreciate your feedback. (laughs) All right, thanks.